Welcome to Cake Money Confidential, hosted by your girl, Taylor Quinn. I'm a business mentor, wife, mom, projector, Enneagram 3, cancer sign, and making money is my love language. Around here, we believe business gets to be wildly profitable and fun as fudge cake. In 2020, my first full calendar year in business, I made over $400,000 cash while full-time teaching, wifing, and growing a tiny human. Because I combine the woo and the work, I know I can have it all, and I'm here to teach and show you, you can too. You ready for an episode so juicy it should be confidential? Grab a slice of cake and let's dive in. Y'all, I'm like sweating a little bit, like sweating a little bit. This, uh, I don't know why. I I don't, I mean, I guess I do, but I'm a little bit nervous to have this conversation, but well, let me just start by saying this. The point of this episode is not to shit on someone else. You all know this. Like, you know, in my business, I do not believe in mean girl marketing. I do not believe in talking shit about how somebody else is doing something in order to position myself as the authority. Like, you know, right? You know that about me. I know you can fill my heart on this. So the point of this episode is not to shit on someone else. What it is, is to bring awareness to the fact that we need more humanness in sales. We need more compassion. We need more empathy. We need more kindness. We need more fucking realness, right? We need to realize that on the other side of the screen is a real human being with real emotions and experiences and trauma. Like that's what we need. Okay. And, and that's just like this episode, this is uh, so many experiences that I've had in sales. It's just like over the course of, you know, the less than two and a half years that I've been running my business and scaling my business at this point, you know, it's over seven figures in cash, over a million dollar cash business with a community that's less than 6,500 people on Instagram. I don't have some crazy email list. I don't have some, you know, wild text fam. Like, I just have a really, really epic fucking community. And I do sales in a way that feels really, really good and empowering for both people. And part of, you know, my mission for the Cake Money Consulting Company, for Cake Money as a company, is to change the way that we do sales. Right? Truly. Okay. But anyways, so a lot of the times it's so easy for us to get attached to the outcome of a sale that we forget that there is a human on the other side of the screen that's saying no. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter why they're saying no to our offer. It really doesn't. It does not fucking matter. We have to respect their no, whatever the reason is that they're saying no. We have got to respect it. And this is something, this is a concept that we dive deep into in attraction overflow, but it's so true. It doesn't matter why they're saying no to you. We have to respect it. They are human with the right to say no. Okay. So if you are constantly getting attached to the outcome of a sale, meaning if somebody even reach out to you, they ask for the investment, they ask, you know, question about the program, and then you're stuck in this, like, are they going to buy? Are they going to buy? Why aren't they messaging me again? Are they going to buy? And you get really hung up on the people that do reach out. This episode's for you. Okay. So if you're constantly getting attached to the outcome of sale, if you're making no mean something about you and your offers, if you're feeling resentment during the sales process, or you're saying things like, Oh, like you roll your eyes when somebody reaches out. We all have these people, right? And there's nothing wrong with these people. Like I freaking love them. And I'm going to tell you why in a second, but they, they want to know about all the things. And maybe they don't join the first five times that they reach out about something, but on the sixth time they join and it's the most perfect offer at the most perfect time. 
right? But if you catch yourself saying things like, I'm so tired of this person reaching out, they're never going to buy, or you're feeling, you're just feeling that way, this episode is for you. Okay. This episode's for you. So let's freaking go. Let's talk about this. So, first, I want to start by saying this. Someone saying, right, let's say you're in the middle of selling a program and somebody just tells you, like, I, I don't have the time to invest in this offer right now. I truly don't have the time to show up fully in my power for this offer right now. That person could be a mom struggling really hard with postpartum anxiety, wondering if she's even going to have a chance to fucking shower that day, let alone invest thousands of dollars and time into something. Okay, so let's just sit with that for a second. Right, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, It's so easy for people to just lose touch with what this actually is. And it doesn't matter if people say no. Anyone reaching out to you about your offer, that is a sacred exchange, whether they join you or not. It means shit is working in your business. Okay? It means it's working. But literally the worst thing that you can do for this mom that's reaching out to you, this this human that's reaching out to you is say, you know, well, is it that you don't have time or is it just not a priority? The worst thing that you can do is question our priorities. Are you fucking kidding me? Like your offer is not a priority. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and I think becoming a mom has really amplified this concept of more humanness and sales inside of my business, but it's just so true, right? Because no, her priority probably isn't your offer. Her priority is actually just, you know, taking care of this tiny human that needs her for literally everything and then trying to take care of herself. Okay. She's already putting herself on the back burner. So, uh, you know, yeah, she does have her priorities straight and your offer just isn't one of them. And she's telling you that. So don't question it. Right. She can lead herself into your offer when it's the perfect time for her. But here's the thing. As the Enneagram 3 and someone who is highly motivated, whenever I first became a new mom, I wanted to join like all the things, right? But guess what? I didn't have time for anything. (laughs) I just did not have time to really show up in my power inside of certain containers. And that was hard enough for me. That was a hard pill to swallow, right? To sit back and wanting to continue to move forward and wanting to do all the things and wanting to be inside of these containers and already feeling like I'm missing out. That was hard enough pill to swallow, right? Let alone somebody telling me like, oh my God, your priorities aren't straight. Like I would have just probably (laughs) cussed somebody out in the DMs. (laughs) But anyway, so let's chat about the shitty experiences. Let's let's chat about this. And I'm just going to share one. There have been quite a few, but, you know, I want to start by saying before I open this can of worms, I want to start by saying like, I respect this person. I still respect this person. And I also don't think that they had any idea what the impact of their actions would be at the time, right? They just didn't know, okay? And so this episode really is also about knowing and doing better. Knowing and doing better. So I'm going to keep it really short and brief, but I inquired, I can't remember what month it was. It was a few months ago. Before we left for our road trip, I inquired about somebody's mastermind. And, you know, here's the thing. Half the mastermind was going to fall during our road trip. Right, our cross country road trip where we were going to be, and I was nervous anyway. I was freaking nervous for that. Right. My husband and I were going to be driving. Well, my husband was driving. I was going to be in the back seat with Xavier, but we were going to be driving hours. That does not count on the road hours because on the road hours with a four month old when we went and a six month old when we returned, like 10 driving hours basically equals a 13 hour day on the road. But, anyways, so 
my husband and I were going to be driving for over 115 hours total there. And then we went up to Connecticut. We went back down to North Carolina. We went back to California. So a lot of hours. Okay. It was a lot of freaking hours. And now I'm like, is that right? Do I need to do the math again? <laughs> I don't know. If 115 hours is wrong, whatever. It was a lot of freaking hours. But anyways, so to say I was nervous about the unknown of that was an understatement of the century. Like, here I am. This is my first baby. And I don't know anybody else that's done this. Literally, I know nobody else that has taken their four-month-old and six-month-old and driven with them across the freaking country. And it's not like Xavier was used to his car seat, because let me tell you, he wasn't, right? He's a pandemic baby. He left the house maybe like five times (laughs) before this in a car seat. Well, not five times. When we took him to the doctor, but whatever. You get the point, okay? And you know, I, I just was nervous. I was so nervous. And I just knew that for this mastermind, like half of it was going to take place where we were, while we were gone. I just knew that I would not be able to show up fully for it, period. You know what I mean? And, you know, I inquired about it. I just had not gotten around to responding just yet. It had literally been like a day, like literally just a day. So I hadn't gotten around to responding yet. The message was still unread. This person followed up with me. And again, I don't think like if you follow up, cool, but learn from this right? Learn from this experience that I had that I'm sharing with you and how it made me feel because I think it's important like intentions and energy with which you follow up if you do. So, you know, they followed up with me and I told them no, right? And I explained to them about the road trip. And essentially I told them, you know, why, why it was a no, which I also, I want to point out that I didn't owe them that, right? A no is a no and that's a complete sentence. Like, you know, but I felt, I felt close to this person. I felt like a safe space and So I told them I was comfortable enough to share this and they just simply liked the message. No actual written response. They just double tapped it, liked it, left a heart on it. That is it. And so let me translate to you how that made me feel, right? That made me feel like they didn't fucking care about me and that they, you know, the only way that they were going to care is if I paid them. Whether that be true or not, like, I'm just telling you how it made me feel, right? How their actions made me feel, which that's on me, but I'm still going to share this with you because again, in sales, we need more humanness. We need more realness. We need more kindness. We need more compassion. So the way that I see this and the way that I run my business is if you're going to take the time to follow up with me, you're going to take the time to send that message and check in with me about joining your offer. And I share something personal with you, at least have the level of respect and humanness and kindness and compassion to respond, right? And it can be very simple. Something like, I completely understand, no worries. I'm sure the road trip is going to be so much fun and such a special time for your family, which it was. Like, would I do the road trip again if if I knew everything that I knew now? Absolutely. What I'm saying was, it was not easy. It was not easy. Xavier hated his car seat. Sleeping was all over the freaking place. I went with the intention of really wanting to get a lot of work done because we had more support more childcare with family, but I got there and I was like, I don't want to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just want to support my clients really fucking, like really fucking, what is that? Really big. Actually, can we make that a word? Like freaking and fucking like they have a baby. Anyways, I want to support my current clients really big, but then I want to spend time with my family, with Ryan's family. So I didn't actually want to work at all, you know, in terms of like doing extra, doing more. I just wanted to do the bare minimum, do the bare minimum really freaking well. So the response could have been very simple, right? But instead there was no response. And I want to share the lessons that came through with this. 
Because again, I'm just sharing with you how I feel. And I think if you follow up or just everybody listening to this podcast, like you probably sell something, you you engage in sales conversations. So here's the thing. Be a human first during sales conversations, right? We are all in business to make money and we are we can all do that very unapologetically, but we've got to recognize that we're speaking with a human with very real experiences, emotions, and drama. Like on the other side of that screen, the person writing back to us is a human. It's not a robot. Sometimes we treat them like that, right? It's very easy for that to happen because there is that screen. But the fact that they're a human with real emotions and real experiences, like that fact cannot get lost on us because people, and this is the second point that I want to make, people will remember how you make them feel. They will. They absolutely will. And what I mean by this is how do you carry yourself through the nose? How do you respond when people tell you no? Because do you have any idea? How many no's I've gotten that have eventually turned into yeses, right? And I can only imagine that's because I didn't make people feel bad because they said no. I didn't make people feel unseen because they said no. I didn't make people feel disempowered because they said no, right? Because it doesn't mean anything about me or them. Imagine if I would have made those people feel like shit for originally saying no. Do you think that they actually would have bought from me again? Absolutely not. No. Why would they? I would If I made somebody feel like crap for saying no to an offer of mine, there's no way. Like, I don't blame them for not buying from me. So who are you when you carry yourself through the nose? That's what I want to ask. And how do you hold space for somebody when they're telling you no? It could be a very simple response. I completely understand. I'm here when you're ready. I completely understand. And if they share something personal with you, respond back to that. That is something very simple that you can do to make somebody feel seen and heard in their human experience, okay? So I'm sharing my heart with you all today. I hope you can feel it. And I hope that you took something away from this episode because sales can be really fun. Scales can be, scales? (laughs) Sales can be so fun. They can feel so light. There doesn't have to be any pressure involved. It's just two humans having a conversation. It is a sacred exchange. Okay. And that's truly become such a huge part of my mission of my business at Cake Money. But I love you all so freaking much. I'm so excited to hear your takeaways from this episode. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye y'all. Podcast fam. Listen, hold your cake pops. Your girl needs to tell you something. It would mean the absolute freaking world to me if you would share our podcast with your three closest business besties. So if you love this episode as much as I love you and you want to help our podcast create even more impact in this world, take a screenshot of this episode and just text your best friend like, Sam, you got to listen to this ASAP. I'm so thankful for you and your support. Wishing you a booty load of cake and massive amounts of money. I love you so freaking much. See you next week.